0: Well, I welcome you this morning. Thank you for giving me the grace to to fix this. So I want to say a couple things. Number one, congratulations on making it to November. Number two, for those of you that went to the fair, congratulations. You made it out without a heart attack. I personally tried to get one. Let's see, what did we have? We had chocolate chip. Uh, No, excuse me, chocolate ice cream dipped in chocolate. We had, I bought a, I did not eat it, a fried oatmeal cream pie, fried Oreos, bucket of fries, uh, pretzel with cinnamon sugar, two chicken on a stick, and the rest is none of your business. Come on, Gaines. Right, Dr. Leinberger. So, okay, confession time. Y'all are saying, what is he doing? Number one, the Lord has, the elders called a fast. We're not supposed to tell anybody, but it's okay, I'm gonna tell you. I'm not a guy that likes the fast, as you can see. I have back fat for a reason, I enjoy food. But in the midst of that, it has been great. Thank you, Kevin, thank you, Julian, thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Jeremy Pollitt. Thank you, Nick Ballinger. Thank you for uh, leading us well. So my life has been lately, for the last two years, been a life of compromise. What do I mean by that? You're like, oh, he's going in. I'm going in, Gains for real. Compromise means this. By the way, the notes are on Facebook. Compromise means this. Com means with. The second part of the word means promise. Come promise or with promise. So, what's interesting in compromise is that that I, in my life, have said that if I could make this certain amount of money, if I could be this, or if I could get this, or whatever the demands might be, that that promise would fulfill what I need. But you see, when I was 18, I made a promise. I, I, I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And that that promise, since Jesus is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, and, well, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 1, the yes and amen of every promise, then he's above all promises. Is anybody tracking me? And so there's a promise that the world wants you to have. That if you'll be a great athlete, if you'll get this, if you will be just as pretty, or if you will act this way. or you don't, See, there's a promise that's always out there. But I want to let you so, know something. That there's no promise that can ever bring anything to us like Jesus. There was a time when this church, and I, I never made a penny. I wasn't getting paid at all. It was some of the sweetest times I ever had. This church was in the shack before the movie ever, The Shack Ever Came. And y'all don't say, y'all think I'm playing on words. No, it's right on Ladson Road, right before the railroad tracks. The thing was a dump. D-U-M-P exclamation point. Where's Brian? Brian, there you are. See, I got a red. Brian, Brian was in my neighborhood. Fat guy got crazy about Jesus, started showing up with Brian. Brian, we were pretty wild, weren't we? Don't lie, tell the truth. I met Brian, his hair was down to here. Woo, do you smell what the rot was cooking, Brian? Brian, Brian can build anything, do anything. He made, he was so cunning, he made bookshelves in my house, fixed my house. Man, let me tell you something. We got in that shack. He basically rebuilt that whole thing. That thing was a dump. It had gaps in it that big. We had snakes, rat. I don't even know what was in there. Probably all kinds of animals. Who knows? There was a homeless dude living in there one time. True story. We was in the shack and we experienced Jesus Christ. We experienced the Holy Spirit and God the Father like I've never experienced. And man, the world wants to say, if you got a church, you got a building. If you want a church, you got a budget. But I want to tell you something. If you got a church, you got Jesus. So what's your compromise? The only point I want to make today is that only Jesus... Only the gospel of Jesus destroys compromise with promise. If you just come with me, your life will be better, a guy will tell you. And sometimes a lady will tell you. And sometimes a job will tell you. And sometimes your idea of a career. And I just want you to know that if you just follow Jesus, he'll open the path. But if you don't follow Jesus, you'll make your path. And there'll be a lot of empty promises and broken. Some of you in this room have experienced that, haven't we? Only Jesus can destroy the promise. Only Jesus can stop it, and only Jesus can rule over it. Judges chapter 16, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, one of the darkest books in the whole Testament, in my opinion. One of the most difficult books in the whole Testament to watch a nation that God had promised so much. Fall into other compromise or other promises. That once they got into the promised land, now all of a sudden the women were beautiful in the promised land compared to what God had brought them into. Y'all ain't hearing me on that one, did you? Sometimes who God sends you doesn't look as nice as what the world will offer you. And that's why Proverbs says, be careful going to the path of a prostitute. Because it leads to death. So, if you would mind, let's pray and ask the Lord to open this up. Father. uh, I don't want to come with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. You have absolutely wrecked my heart and re-centered me and refocused me, and and you just got me on fire, forgiving and for doing in this season. Forgiving, because with a Christian, there there are no seasons for giving; it's always giving. And I just want to pray, Lord, I don't come with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit and a power so that, that everybody in this room, so their faith would not rest on human wisdom, but on the demonstration of the Spirit's power so that you would get all the glory and the honor and the praise. So, Lord, we treat you as holy and honor honorable today. We don't take you lightly and we don't take you softly and we know that you're not deaf and we know that you're not mute and we know that you're not blind. Lord you are a God who is all seeing, all knowing, all active, all doing and if you ever pulled back this earth would fall over off its axis because in you you hold all things together. So we come to you today Lord and we worship you and we praise you and we thank you. There's no one like Jesus. He's our one who opened the heavens to us He's the open path to us. It was a sacrifice on the cross. And we rush into it because the goal of the gospel is not forgiveness, righteousness, justice, redemption. The goal of the gospel is we get you now. And one day we will have the full trinity. Now, as 1 Corinthians 13 says, now we know in part, then we shall know fully as we're fully known. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that promise. Forgive me, Lord, of my sins. Forgive me for compromising you. On the goal of I gotta take care of my kids, or on the goal of I gotta take care of my family, on the goal, of, I'm I'm their only daddy. No, Lord, you're the daddy. I'll fail them, but you'll build them. And so Lord, we trust you and we love you. We give it everything to you. And all God's people said, What? All right, so let's if you if you physically are able. And you feel led, uh, let's stand as we honor the Lord in the reading of his word. Judges chapter 16. You already know, Samson. One day, Samson went to Gaza, or the Gaza Strip, if you have it, where he saw a prostitute. He went in to spend the night with her. The people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night, saying, At dawn, we'll kill him. But Samson lay there only until the middle of the night. Then he got up and took hold of the doors of the city gate, together with the two posts, and tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, See if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver, which is about 28 pounds. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how you can be tied up And subdued. And then Samson gives her all these false answers. Verse 15. Then she said to him, how can you say you love me? Isn't that the voice of compromise? When you won't confide in me, this is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day. He was, until he was sick to death of it. So he told her everything. No razor has ever been used on my head, he said, because I have been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would lead me, and I would become as weak as any other man. Now Delilah saw that he had told her everything. She sent word to the rulers of the Philistines. Come back once more. He has told me everything. So the rulers of the Philistines returned with the silver in their hands. After putting him to sleep on her lap, be careful how close you get to compromise. She called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair and began, and so began to subdue him. And his strength left him. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. But the scariest passage in all of Scripture, but he did not know that the Lord had left him. Then the Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes, they gouged out his eyes and took him down to Gaza, binding him with bronze shackles. They set him to grinding grain in the prison, but the hair on his head began to grow after it had been shaved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You can be seated. Compromise to win. Compromise for your marriage. Compromise for your children. Compromise. I've compromised. I stand before you as a man who used to be absolutely enthralled by Jesus and nothing else, and today the worries of the world has caused me to compromise. I've got to get ready for this. I've got to get ready for this. I have a family God to take care of. I have a church to take care of. I have a campus to take care of. And God reminded me it is His and not You'll compromise. My daughter's been telling me, Dad, what happened to us when we were in the shack, when we would do things. We've got this opportunity. Maddie, who's, Maddie, I forgot. Where's Maddie? Maddie, where are you? Maddie, your daughter lived how long, 38 days? 38. 32 days, right? See, a hospital, so, you know, she spent many times, her and her husband, um, in Ethiopia, so we have, we're building this, this, we got a fundraiser. You know, it's not a commercial people. It's about people. It's about having a place for people, for their children. When they're sick and they're hurting, there's a place for them to go. in a place of over a million people that has nothing. We built a school there, right? And God moved in the middle, middle of this Muslim community. And God has moved in opportunities for us to provide for this. And so that it's not just about to eulogize your daughter. It's about the movement of Jesus. But that's not even enough we got families that we've been offered. We got, where, where's, where's Tanya and, and Tara? Tara and Tanya. So there's two ladies right there. I know I'm going to embarrass you. I know you don't like it, but hallelujah, you've got to forgive me. Jesus said so. So they're going to be at the door. We've got 10 families we've got to try and help for Thanksgiving. 50 bucks, and that covers the whole meal. You don't have to cook it unless you want to. We want to help people. Then I've got another opportunity. We've got some school. We've got a school right now down the street. Where there's children going home, being sent food home every week. Eighty-five. Children that need shoes. And my life is about compromise because I'm so busy trying to do the things that I think I need to do so other people can be successful, and i got to realize something. I can't carry you, only Jesus can. My children grew so much in the Lord when all I cared about was Jesus. Everybody else got out of my way in the family because they knew it was going to be Jesus first. And if they got in the way, they're going to hit the back seat and they're going out of the seat. But some way, Jesus is still driving. Don't compromise anymore. Compromise happens. All right, here's a a little sub-point, right? Only Jesus destroys compromise. Only every other promise is going to look better than Jesus. If you look, listen, if your relationship with God is don't drink, don't smoke, don't chew, and don't date anybody who do, if that's your relationship with God, you're going to be miserable. The most miserable people in the world are not the lost. The most miserable people in the world are Christians who act lost. I know what I'm talking about. Always, because we compromise. John Davis is a victim. No, I'm not. I chose to compromise. So here's what happens. Only Jesus can smash the world's promises. Compromise with promise. It's from Latin, right? It's that Latin word, here. Here's a sub point, you ready? I hope you're taking notes. I hope this burns in your heart. It wrecks you. Compromise happens when self is more important than Savior. I'm speaking from experience. You might not be there, but I am. Self, I got to, listen, I got to be here. I got to do this. I got to do that. The demand of the job. I want to say something. If God called me to the job, I can't keep it anyway. If God's called you to a relationship, you're not going to, you can't make you can't make can I get a witness in here? You can't make somebody love you. But when God called you to somebody, just be Jesus. And guess what? If they're called by God, they'll love you. If they're beating to the Lord, they'll love you. And they'll love you more than anything you can wine. What you win them with, you keep them with. Go ahead. Go ahead. Spend all your money. Well, you wine and dine, puff and fluff, that's, you're going to be broke. You'll have no room to give to Jesus. I want to tell you something. Right now, we're gonna stand for the church. We're gonna to give to Jesus. God said we get to keep 90 because it's all His. The Bible says in the Psalms, the earth is the Lord's and everything, and every dime I make is Jesus Christ. And I don't mind preaching in corduroys and a t shirt. I ain't got corduroys on because my pants split at the football game last weekend. Don't judge me. <laughs> I rolled over in the, and that thing split all the way up there. You ever met I, I told you I was a busted can of biscuits. That thing split. I was destroyed. People said, Were well, you embarrassed? I said, No, my corduroys tore. I was more destroyed on my corduroy, man. You got cords. People know when you're walking in, <sharp inhale> making noises all smooth in the middle. You know what I'm talking about? Well, good worn corduroys. Love them things, man. I, had, I almost set them up, I almost framed them and looked at them every day and just said, I miss you. But see, a compromise happens when self is more important than Savior. The the gospel is what stops, stops the compromise. The gospel for me, stop compromise, right? What is the gospel? What is it? What is the gospel? The gospel, I, I love, I just, I love this. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, he said, died for our sins, rose again, eternally triumphant over all his enemies so that now we have no condemnation but everlasting joy. That is the gospel, and we never, never he would say, Never outgrow our need for the gospel. The gospel is not just what gets you saved. And then we just, then John says, Now that I'm saved, I go live my life and I go find what I want to do and go whatever job I want to do and live my life and whoever oh, me kids, the Lord you bless me with, and whatever money you bless me with. And I live this whatever dream, American dream I have. That is not, I don't just, the gospel is not for salvation. The gospel is my open door to Jesus every day. I preach it to myself every day. Every moment I'm down, every choice I Going to make it is the gospel. The gospel is not your gate to salvation. If that's all you have, you're not saved. The gospel is we get Jesus, the gospel is a plan that God had before he formed the world. He knew Adam and Eve would sin. That's why he prophesied in Genesis 3.15 that the offspring, the Messiah of the woman, would crush the serpent's head, the deceiver and the liar and the thief would be destroyed, and only God would stand. He then says, it's an event in history and." Roman historians and, 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 and Jewish historians, non-believers, even document the event that Jesus Christ, when my kids asked me, J.D. said to me, he said, he's about 10 dead, how do I know there's a God? And I turned around because I can prove there's a Jesus. My God is unmatched. He's not shaken. He's not weak. And he is not broke. It's an achievement. What did he do? What he said in papers? Our sins are paid for. Our lives have been changed. We have been set free. Sins are forgiven. Sins are thrown as east as far as the west into the sea of forgiveness. And we're the ones who hold on to them. Oh, I just stay in sin. Oh, listen. Every time I sin, when I'm convicted, now I'm even more joyful for Jesus. But I see Christians that sin just get called back into a little hole. Get up out the hole because your God has already filled it. He is the bridge. He is the one who stood in the gap in Ezekiel. I looked for someone to stand in the gap, and there was no one. But the Bible says Jesus shows up. There's a gap. There's no promise that can give us what Jesus can give us. And the world wants you to compromise. They don't care about the lost, they already got them. They care about you because you remind them that they're lost. Sins are paid for. Righteousness is completed. Four, part four, he extended an offer that was free. If it wasn't free, then it wouldn't be good news, would it? If it wasn't free, then it would be by some achievement. Then there's, like he said, number five, there's an application he said of it. He, the application is, I have to put my faith in him. That is, I take my life and say, John Davis' life is over, and now I live for Jesus. That's the Christian life. So there's no compromise now. I don't live for what the world says because I know that the world looks beauty, beautiful and shiny and attractive. But in the end, there's only one who can satisfy the depth of my soul. Isn't that why you marry somebody? Because they touch you like nobody else. Oh, we can sleep around with people, but there's very few people that can touch this. Come on. We ain't ain't worried about Disney. If you're worried about Disney, you're in the wrong place because Summit is a bunch of just God-saved radical people that danced on the bars last night. If it wasn't for Jesus, I would have torn up the bar. Man, the achievement is by faith we are now set free. There's a legal term called justified. We are legal. Listen to what the gospel, what can compromise give me that Jesus can't? What can the promise of somebody else give me that Jesus can't? Oh, just come with me and your life, you'll be happy. We'll go on vacation. We'll go to the fair together. We'll do things together. Listen, I want to say something. That people can give you an air-conditioned ride to, to hell, straight to hell. But with Jesus, it might be a trail of tears. But it's only a trail of tears so that your tears will have promise and bring hope to other people who need him. And forever we will reign with him. But then most people say, "Well, that's my salvation, John. that's great." But see, they, don't forget, they forget the last part. This is, which is the gospel. The good news, all those five factors I gave you, but there's a last factor, a six of you will, is First Peter 3:18, that I, I love the first part, First Peter 3:18. I don't know if it'll be up there, but anyway, it says, "For Christ also suffered once for sins. The righteous for the unrighteous." And here's the reason why it's so beautiful. He says this in 1 Corinthians 3, 10, 18, to bring you to God. The purpose of the gospel is to bring us to God. That's the game changer. That's what changes everything. We now have a relationship. Look, right there, for Christ also suffered for once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. And here's the gospel part that people forget about. Oh, I'm saved, I'm saved. But they don't want to go with God. If you don't want to go with God, you ain't with him. Otherwise, compromise will fill your life. Well, I just can't get to worship because of my kids. That's sin. See, everybody gonna leave summit now. I'm gonna be here by myself. I'm gonna be. You know what? Y'all better get ready. I mean, you know, we we gonna be. They're gonna be like, "What's an offering plate? Two dollars." Listen, I understand. Kids are terrible. Kids are for entertainment purposes only. I understand that. (laughs) I'm kidding. But I'm going to tell you what. Well, I'm tired. Well, why don't you get off PlayStation? I tell my kids, go to bed. It's Sunday night. It's Saturday night and everything tomorrow. Yes, you do. Your family's meeting with Jesus. And that's more important than any of these games or any of them other things you watch. watching, by the way. And if those games are so good, why you always got to have a new one? Because you ain't paying for it anyway. Dad, I got you a Christmas present. Yeah, and I paid for it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Do you love your gift that I paid for? Yes. Well, I picked it out. Yeah, and I suffered for you to have something to pick it out. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Do, do you think Satan wants you to come to the family together? Well, God doesn't need a church. There's nothing about a church and churches. and a, you know, church. Let me just tell you something. The church was a family. The church was the only way of life in the first century. And the only way you could eat or drink or anything else was to be with your church family because they shared everything and sold it all for each other. A family. Would you miss your family meeting? I imagine, huh, huh, Marcus, and you and your wife called a family meeting. Zion and L, right? Said we ain't coming. Hannah Montana, say what? <laughs> you might walk over, but you're gonna limp back, right? Man, this is a chance for us to show to the world. This is our chance to come together. And the, and the Lord has pressed on me, I'm sorry, I've let you down. This is not towards you today, this confessional Sunday. I've let you down as a pastor. I've compromised because all I felt like is I have to do this for CSU, I have to do this for Summit, I have to do this. And I want you to know some I don't have to do anything for anybody except for him. And I have got to serve him, and he'll take care of everything else. But we've got to do it. But I'm compromised. Well, God, I need money for this. And I, what about Christmas for that? And what about this? And what about that? When I was preaching last week at that church, it taught me something. I was up there at this church. I told you all it started at 10 o'clock. They ended at 1.15. I was worn out. Over three hours. But I learned something. I learned something. That they valued worship. And sometimes we can't wait to get out of it. Sometimes people that don't have much value what really means much. You can tweet that. So the gospel rules over compromise. Watch this. We don't slide this in. Watch this passage. Let me get back to the scripture. The gospel, the gospel rules over compromise. Let me give you something that's good. It kind of freaks me out a little bit. But you see here in verse 1, one day Samson went down to Gaza. We saw a prostitute and he went in to spend the night with her. The, the people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place to lay wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night saying, at dawn will kill him. Now why is he going to a prostitute? Why? Because the prostitute, the lust of the eyes, the lust to the flesh, First John, right? First John 2, 16, and the pride of life is the root of all sin. And what happens is these things cause us to compromise because what we want in here doesn't match what he wants there. And so my goal is you know, you know, like I, I, I've been talking to myself. We well, already knew that, but, you know, I just want to confess. And so my goal is, well, John, you're 50 years old. You don't have but you, know, you don't have hardly any money in retirement. I mean, I have $41,000 in retirement, which you might say, well, that's $41,000 I don't have. Well, let me just tell you something. When you get 50, that's scary because then you don't, listen, I'm a pastor. It's like there's no jobs for people like me. There's no jobs. You, you have like, you guys, are, you guys are skilled with your hands. You guys are skilled with your discipline. And also, I, I don't have those things. Some of you have retirement and 401Ks. I don't have those things. I have nothing. If we, Lynette and I go down, we go down. Right? My point is in this, is that that's why you see a lot of pastors going into to those retirement homes for, the, for, 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 uh, for pastors. Because they don't have anything. Because they've given their life to the gospel. Because their treasures are stored up in heaven. And their treasures are in people, not in things. Because the world wants you to compromise. This is not about money, people. This is about your heart. And so here, Samson sees this prostitute and goes in. But here's what's interesting. This is not the first time he had done this. Now, I want to show you something that, that we don't fall into sin. It's not like one day John just says, oh, oh, just fell off the cliff. No, I don't fall into sin. I slide into it. You slide into sin, it's, it's already there. So it's not a sermon on sanctification, that is, becoming more Christ-like. This is, a, this is a sermon about our heart. This is a call of God about our heart. I want to show you this. But, but see, what's beautiful is about that even when I sin, God is greater. Look at the beauty of God's mercy. For when Samson was wrong, God's grace abounded even more. God was still using him in spite of his bad decisions. Psalm 103, verse 8 says, The Lord is compassionate and gracious. Slow to anger and abounding in love. Do you know I pray that to God almost daily? Do you know I pray that for y'all? The, what did God say in front of Moses when he put his hand over Moses' face? He said, the Lord, the Lord, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. And I pray that almost all the time. God, you said this about yourself, so I believe it. This is nothing new, but let me show you how. You say, but I'm just thin, so I can't be used. Oh, stop it. That's the problem with Christians. You're not Jesus, and you will never be. If you could be perfect, you hang on the cross. But you can't, and I can't. Well, we're called to be perfect, John. We're not called to thin. You're exactly right. We're called to flee from it. And God has already made a way out. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. We just don't like the window. We just don't like it. We don't like it because we don't trust. We don't trust what's outside the window. We don't understand that we got to fall into the arms of Jesus outside that window instead of open the door to sin and to man. Let me show you. Uh, this guy, David uh, Matthias, uh, I love him. I love the way he writes. He's... He, he, John Piper wrote a book, Spectacular Sins, but he was talking about it, and and it's a great book. It's a great book. I recommend it. Um, But he writes about how God uh, uses the most tragic sins, God will use our most tragic sins to work his global purposes for the glory of the Son and for our good. Watch this. I'll show you how Samson did this. Go back to Judges 14. This is some good stuff. And see, if we were all, if we were back to gospel, we'd say, look at your neighbor and say good stuff. But y'all be going, huh, what time is it? All right, so here we go. I'm just kidding. Are y'all okay? Can I preach today or are y'all, going, y'all hungry? Y'all, y'all got to talk to me because are we going, y'all going to shut me down in a minute. Verse 1, Samson went down to Timnah because I got so much. And saw a young Philistine woman. When he returned, he said to his father and mother, I have seen a Philistine woman in Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. Hey, question. This is not rhetorical. When God commanded them in the promised land, when he said go in the promised land, did he tell them that they could marry people that were non-Israelites? Yes or no? That's right. They couldn't marry them. They weren't supposed to. So was Samson sinning? Yeah. But when you read the next verse, you might say, I'm not sure. I want you to see something. I want to read this in the ESV. Is that up there on the ESV? Can we go to Judges uh, chapter 14, three, verse 3? Three? Mr. Miyagi, never mind. All right, so y'all don't even know about Karate Kid. But his father and mother said to him, is there not a woman among the daughters of your relatives? So his mother and father are like, man, don't, don't marry a Philistine woman. Now that's, that's going against God or among all our people that you must go to take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines but Samson said to his father get her for what now what's this you better underline this in your bible highlight it in your in your in your, in your on your phone why did he say get her for me for she is she is in my Genesis 3 Eve looked at the fruit. Come on, somebody. And it was in her eyes. You better be careful what your eyes see. Because what your eyes see isn't always from the Lord. So your eyes, you compromise. John Davis compromised because I, God, I don't see. A future in this job, or I don't see a future in this calling. Who am I to tell God what He has for me tomorrow? Because He will give back the years that the locust stole. God can do, and one day He can bring more money into my life than I could make in 50 years. But I don't know if we believe it. So are you walking by your eyes, or do you walk by faith or not by mm-hmm, do you smell the Holy Spirit saying to us today, people need us. They need the gospel. These kids need shoes. These kids need help. Let's get back to the basics. where we give our lives away for the gospel, and whatever happens, we might not have much, but Jesus has been shown plenty. Was right in his eyes. You see what happened? It was a light in his eyes. You said, "But John, I don't understand." Look at Genesis three six. So when the woman saw that the just so the woman saw that the tree was good for her food and that it was a delight. Come on, somebody to the what? Yeah, the eyes. So now, now, we got this. We got in Judges fourteen. We got this Genesis three language going up, but Judges is going to continually remind us that the eyes are the problem to the compromise. Watch this, Judges chapter 17, verse 6. I'm not even going to the end of Judges. Judges 17, verse 6. Look what it says. In those days, there was no what, saints? But they already had a king. They already had a king who was a warrior who said, I'll drive out everybody. I'm going to hold my Bible so I speak with authority. There was a king named God. He said, I'll drive out everybody in front of you if you'll just follow me. Because when you go with your eyes, you become like the ten spies that say they're too big. But when you go with the eyes of Christ, you say, we're small, but you're huge, God. We just don't believe it. So look what happened in Judges. Judges, they've fallen apart. It's the worst, darkest book in all of Scripture in the Old Testament. You want to know why? Because everyone did what was right in his, and that is America, and that is America. And that is America. And America is about get mine, get mine, get mine. And for God's people, it's about get Jesus, get Jesus, get Jesus. Let's get down and get dirty and clean up some vomit. Get down and clean up somebody's vomit. Well, They'll just use us. Might I remind you if it's God's money, then they're using him, not you. You just deliver. People say, "Well, they just use it. God won't be mocked. Don't you know what Scripture says? There's hell to pay. And their life will get worse. Because Jesus' blood money is powerful. I walk down, every time I'm downtown at the market, it fires me up. When y'all go down in urban ministry, it fires me up. I walk past that market. And you know what I'm talking about. Y'all walking down the market, you go all the way to East Bay on the left, and there's a nice pretty bar built and in a church building. It burns me up that Jesus' blood money, that people sacrifice their lives for, is now a bar, because somebody compromised. Pastors compromise, people compromise, and we want a relationship so bad, we can't wait on God, because our eyes say now, when the Spirit says, wait, and we say, forget you you don't like the choices of the Lord. I don't like it. But we need each other to get through it. Surround yourself with strong believers that will press you into the kingdom. Otherwise, you'll do what's right in your own eyes. But let me show you, let me show you what he says. It was a serious mistake for Samson to take a wife among this Matthew that says the unbelieving Philistines, but God, I want to tell you something. Even when we sin, God has not lost control. Say control, somebody, and He hadn't lost it. The very next verse gives us shocking news over God's sovereignty of sin. Look at uh, He said uh, Jud- uh, Judges fourteen four. Look at God's sovereignty over sin. His sovereignty that God will use Samson's sin. But Samson said to us. Well, let me just. Read uh, so Samson said to his father, "Is that up there? Yeah." His parents did not know this from the Lord, who was seeking an occasion to confront the Philistines. For at that time, they were ruling over Israel. You see how God was going to use Samson's sin even for the global victory of God. God is sovereign over sin. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. His father, and mother, did not know that it was from the Lord. God would use his sin to greater, because God is greater than our sin. We're the ones that say, I can't because I've sinned. Listen, I am disqualified every week from getting up here if it was not for the blood of Jesus. And you are qualified, disqualified every week if it was not for the blood of Jesus. And he loves you. And he says, so that we don't miss it. Verse 7 tells us again that it was right in Samson's eyes. Samson is a rebellious sinner. His parents are poor guides. And all the while, God is on his throne, bringing to pass his great purposes for the salvation of his chosen people and especially in their spectacular sins. God is sovereign. Even in the downward spiral of sin, he writes, it would be the Spirit of the Lord who would rush upon Samson to bring about God's victory for his people over the Philistines. Well, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go fast. Are you all ready? Say amen. All right, 16. Let's go back to chapter 16. Now, we know that compromise happens when self is more than Savior. That happens through the eyes, right? Come on, through the eyes. But now here's another one. Compromise will never love us like Jesus. Look at verses 4 through 6. Come on, this is good. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the Valley of Sork, whose name was Delilah. Gosh, if I had time, I would tell you, the Valley of Sork, this is so good. So you, on this side, you have the Israelites. They came over, they're mountain people, they're all country hicks. No, I'm serious. They came across the Jordan River where Jesus baptized. They're going west. I'm excuse me, east to west. They come over and they're and they're they're pushing down. The Philistines are sea people that came down from Greece. They came down through the Mediterranean, so they land on the beach and they're pushing this way. And there's the Valley of Sorek. There's a Valley of Sorek. It means choice vine. It's a place, and and so you've got the Israelites and the Philistines coming together in this choice vine. And and, and literally in the middle of this choice vine, there's going to be a woman named Delilah, whose name means low. Hanging fruit. If you go with the low hanging, you're going to be messed up. You better not go what's low, you better go with what's high. He said, smoke weed? No. Just wanted to throw that out there. Need some clarity. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman in the Valley of Sorek. That is choice vine. The choices of the vine, God's given them. The promises of God. But in the midst of the greatest choices, it's always the greatest... <laughs> temptation. Y'all ain't listening to me today, are you? All right, I I'm just want some talk back because I was with some people last week that were yelling at me. It was good. Whose name was Delilah. Whose, that name means low-hanging fruit. You better not go no low-hanging. Cut that zero, get you a hero. Well, that means I got to wait. I've been single for so long. Yeah, but you've been saved for a purpose. If you want to sell your birthright on the the credit card of singleness, go ahead. And then you'll be calling the pastor. We'll be trying to clean up your marriage. And you want to know something? Only Jesus can do it. Because we're no match for sin. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, see if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so that we might tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you basically 28 pounds of silver. Notice that he fell in love with somebody who loved money more than him. I want to show you today that compromise will never love you like you love it. But I love you. I'm sorry I'm sleeping around. But I love you. Why are you doing that to me?" Because as a saved person, when you compromise with darkness, darkness will never love you like light will. Do not compromise. You sit there today, you compromise because you want to look cool. And you know, what, you know what looking cool is? You just become like somebody else. Everybody dresses like LeBron. Everybody dresses like who they respect. Everybody dresses like what they want to be like. I want to do, why don't you just be what Jesus tells you to be? And if I'm cords, I don't look like Stephen Furtick. I don't care. You want to know why? Because I'd rather have the sweet peace of Jesus than his image. It's your choice. That's why I love, uh, love Dr. Lombard, because you don't care. You'd be coming in, in them old V-necks and white T-shirts. You, you don't look like a professor. You look hood. Yeah, but you know what? You know what I love about you? You don't dress like a else because you don't care. Now, it's not caring because not caring you're rebellious. You're just caring because you say, look, this is who I am. Now there's time we got to dress up because we're in under Caesar with a seizures, but you're just going to be who you want to be. In other words, you're not changing for other people because what makes you dynamic is the way that God made you. So here's what's going to happen, Dr. B. The low-hanging fruit will always be the thing that tries to lure you away from the high-hanging fruit, which is from him. Because the only way I can get to the high-hanging fruit is i got to go through Jesus. I got to go up. Are y'all with me on that? Did I, did I offend y'all on anything? Because you know I'm codependent now. Like, I, you know, like I, I can't be living like that. I need people. So compromise always tries to come against the gospel. Will the treasure of false promise or the one that uh, is amazing, uh, or the one who, uh, who uh, uh, outdates it and outlasts it, will be the one that we trust? compromise. I love this. It always attacks everyone, but it attacks the leaders first. Look what happens. So for 28 pounds, so Delilah said to Samson, look what she says, so tell me the secret of your great strength or how I can bind you up, uh, excuse me, or how I can, how you can be tied up and subdued. Listen, if I told Lynette, I love you, and then she tells me, John, how did you get to where you are so that I can tie you up and subdue you? I love you. I want to destroy you. You just spoke my language. (laughs) Because earthly love is blind, but heavenly love has vision. So in college, people say, man, you're throwing shade on me, throwing shade on me. Right, high school, you're throwing shade on me? Darkness always will throw shade on the light. But Jesus said the light is to be meant to be put on the hill. And you don't put your light under a basket. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father's heaven. She wants. To, let me just tell you what subdue means. You ready? I want to, You know what subdue literally means in, in Hebrew? It means to defile. I'll take it. I'll take it, you to another. Know, it means to afflict by imprisonment. In other words, what happens? She says, I want to subdue you. I want to constrain you. Compromise will always constrain you, but the love of Jesus will always free you. Compromise will never love you like you love it. So, why do we get upset when people run out on us when we've compromised? Why do we get mad when the job doesn't work out? Why do we get mad at our children when we've compromised raising them in the Lord? It got real quiet in here. Joshua said, For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If my kids are going to live in my house, they're getting up and going to worship oh he got quiet my kids need a job my kids need a savior please take that it's i'm talking about myself not you my kids will say to me but dad i gotta have this i gotta have that i gotta get prepared i want to tell you something my kids, the only thing that's going to help them is Jesus, because John Davis will ruin it for them. This is not directed towards anybody. This is, for me, confessional to you and to the Lord. He says, confess your sins to one another. And I, I'm afraid that because I've compromised that I allow my family to slip. Are y'all tracking me what I'm saying? I'm not talking about you today. I'm talking about John Davis today. Are y'all with me? So don't, te- don't let Satan try to say, I well, ain't talking about me and my kids. I ain't talking about your kids. I'm talking about my kids. I'm talking about me. I'm compromised. Your pastor has compromised. Not, not on purpose. But isn't it great that God still couldn't use it? That he has sovereignty over sin, Nick? Fifteen, seventeen. we've got to land a plane. 15, 17, let's, turn, let's go down there. Well, basically what's going to happen, he's going to lie to her three different times, and she's going to say, the Philistines are upon you, and he's going to lie break out of whatever she tried to do to him because it was all a lie. And so look what happens. Now I want you to know this. So compromise, listen, compromise happens when self is more important than Savior, lust of the eyes. Compromise will never love you like Jesus. And three, compromise can only be defeated by Jesus, 15 through 17. You ready? Say amen. All right, here we go, 15 through 17. Let's try and land it. And I got another point, but I'm not going to be able to get there. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you? That's what compromise will say to you. If you love me, Why won't you sleep with me? If you love me, you need to work all this extra stuff. If you love me, you got to change. Put whatever words you want, and I feel like that's what I've done. Now, I'm going to speak it metaphorically. I've not slept with any other woman but I have slept on my wife and committed adultery on my wife in the name of a job. And I put it in front of her, thereby putting it in front of God. Then he said to him, how can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? This is the third time you have made me a fool. Notice the manipulation. Notice what I'm telling you. Compromise can only be defeated by Jesus. We can't wear down. It'll wear us down. We stay in compromise, it wears us down. We stay in compromise, it wears us down. This is the third time you have made a fool of me and haven't told me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death. This is a man who defeated a thousand Philistines with a fresh jawbone and a woman wore him out. Well, John Proverbs says it's better to sit in the corner of an attic than with a nagging wife. No, you're missing what I'm saying. You're missing what I'm saying. If you sit with compromise, I promise you, in your high school, you'll just be like everybody else. In your school, you'll be like everybody else. At CSU, you'll be like everybody else. I don't want to be like everybody else at CSU. And I don't want to be like everybody else at my job, and I don't want to be like everybody else in any place else. I want to be what Jesus wants me to be, and it will look in stark contrast to everything I want because I walk by faith and not by sight. My flesh says go this way, my spirit says go this way, and there's a conflict in my heart. And the more I side with compromise, with promise, with promise, I stands against His promise, and I don't trust Him, and I become complacent. Where are the people leading people to Jesus? I ask people all the time, I ask the professor this week, I said, I want to ask all the people in your major, when's the last time you shared somebody with Jesus? When's the last time you, excuse me, led somebody to Jesus? When's the last time you shared Jesus? Well, they're reading the Bible, yeah, because you assigned it. When's the last time you read the Bible because it meant everything to you? When's the last time you can't help but share Jesus? Man. Compromise can only be defeated by Jesus day after day until he was sick to death. Verse 17, she told her everything no razor had ever been used uh, 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 on my head. He said, because I've been a Nazarite dedicated to God from my mother's womb. Right? God knew us before he formed us in the womb. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me, and I would become as weak as any other man. And that is exactly what happened. So he, you know what confide means? She said, you haven't confided in me. You've been conspicuous. You begin. But see, compromise, I wrote this down. The Lord showed me. Compromise bases itself on unhealthy love. Compromise will always get the better deal of love. We will end up giving more of us and getting less of the promise. And compromise will always talk to us if we are willing to listen. The word nagging in Hebrew means to, be, to bring into straits. It means to be in constraint. She got him to the point that he couldn't take it anymore compromise will get you the point you just can't take anymore and then you will say I have to stay in this job because I have the gold handcuffs or you'll say I'm going to step out and do what I'm called to do because life is short and when I die I want my life to be accounted for something in the lives of people and not in the stuff of man. And so in the end look at verses 19 and 20. You want to play over me? You want to come play over me Robert? The band? By the way, thank y'all. I know it's, y'all have given me a little bit of grace to go over. I pray that we, thank you. After putting him to sleep, verse 19, on her lap. Please don't miss that. Compromise always wants you close and will lure you. She called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair. That's so she could probably say, I didn't do it. And she, so she began to subdue him. That is, that is to imprison him. That is to take away what God had. Compromise will always make us feel trapped. And Jesus, the words of God remind us because of Jesus and the salvation of our souls. As Paul would write, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Not free so we can do what we want. Free for us to love other people without them loving us back. That's what it means. Read the whole passage. Oh, I love this song. She called for someone to shave off the seven braids of his hair, so began to subdue him, and look what happened, and his strength, what does it say, saints? Let's be straight up, how's our strength in the Lord? I, and I'm not, I'm not preaching, Ty, y'all know I don't preach that stuff, which I, I need to, sorry, Kevin, but right when we give, if we're not giving in cheer, if we're not cheerful in our giving, like its it's... Like when I was at that service last week, they put out, look, I don't know about us, but we we might go through this. They put out big gold buckets. I was like, what? So they put out these big gold buckets. And I'm telling y'all, this is on Facebook. I probably should, I don't care. So put out these gold buckets. And I have never seen such people with such joy in their heart coming to give. This one lady came forward. chief apostle. So I go back into his office at the end of worship, about 120, 130, go back in there, and he says, here's a check for you, for ministering. I said, you can keep your check. He to like, what? I promise you, I, said, I don't want your money. I do this for Jesus. That's why I don't ask y'all for money at weddings, and I don't ask the I don't do that stuff. Because you know why? It'll make me want to compromise. It'll make me want clothes or want something. I don't want it. And if Jesus can ever be just enough for me, then anything else I get, I can give in joy. God was so proud of. And she gave all she had. It was like the widow with two mites. And I'd sit there and I made my mind up. I said, there's no way I'm taking I said, said, man, give that. I said, I'm not taking anything. I said, give that back to the church. The ministry. And she called. Verse 20. Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out out as before shake myself free but he did not know that the Lord had left him and isn't that what compromise does? it leads us to the place where we grieve the Holy Spirit we can't even hear his voice anymore I don't want that anymore look I'm going to be honest with you I'm sorry for putting my children in front of you and the Lord I'm sorry for putting this job in front of you and the Lord I'm sorry for putting pastoring in front of you and the Lord but I'm going to make a claim today for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord and If we don't have much when I die, and my poor wife is sitting there because she cleans toilets for a living, that's what Lynette does. She'll get up at five in the morning and go clean toilets. She's got two education degrees, but that's because she feels that's what the Lord wants. And I'm proud of my wife for doing that. That doesn't look honorable in the world's eyes, but it looks awful like Jesus in mine. off his head but here's where sovereignty of sin is greater Nick his hair began to grow because what God has put in you is greater than sin does anybody in this room really need to get right with the Lord and say God I've compromised come on your, your, your coach coaching, your job your, whatever come on come on tell the truth shame the devil shake that stuff say God I'm sorry I know you'll make my hair grow because he who began a good work in us is faithful and just to complete it. Philippians 1, 6, to the day of Christ Jesus. Your children matter to the Lord because they belong to him. You, single. Read 1 Corinthians. We're going to do a sermon series on it, Lord willing, in the spring. Do you know that if you're single, you can do a greater work for God than I can do as married? I wouldn't complain about it. I'd embrace it. You never know what'll happen when you follow the Lord. Lord, that is my prayer today. Pray. Who in this room we just need to come and talk to you and spend some time with you. Where have we compromised, Lord? Let's help us to be real. Just be straight up. Where we compromise, Lord. Anybody want to come forward and just pray and spend some time with the Lord? Anybody want to come and pray for the family? Pray for their job? Pray for their friends? Pray for their sweetmates? Pray for their family? Pray for themselves about compromise, Lord. A-a-a maybe ask you to, to show them. We're the compromise. We're, we're the promises of man. We're the promises of the world conflicting with the promises of you. We're, where is that happening with us, Lord, as a church? Have we compromised in our giving? Have we compromised in our relationships? Have we compromised as the spiritual leader of our family? Lord, some of us are saying, I'm so tired of being single, but we can't lead ourselves come on Lord wreck us in this church wreck us this is season forgiven but it's kind of a play on words Lord right because with Jesus is always giving for God so loved the world that he gave we always give Lord we always give because you've changed us and so I publicly apologize to you Lord and to these sweet saints that are listening to my prayer that you've allowed to eavesdrop. I'm sorry for my compromise. Help me to be a man of conviction, a man of kindness, a man of sweetness, a man of humility, a man of meekness. Help me not to have knowledge that builds pride, that puffs up, but help me to be filled with the Spirit, love that will build up. Help me to be a person who walks into the prophetic and thinks of you and and wants more of you and wants everything about you and nothing that man can give but just the sweet promises of Jesus, knowing that because of Jesus, because he lives, I can face tomorrow like the song would say. Because he lives, all fear is gone because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. There's too many Delilahs, Lord. We go for the low-hanging fruit. I've gone for the low-hanging fruit in my life. Whatever's the easiest way I've gone, (laughs) compromise. And I don't like going the hard way, Lord. I don't like it. I don't like swimming upstream. I want life to be easy for me. Can you just bless me financially, Lord? Can you just make it easy? Can you just move me up the ladder? Can I be in charge of a lot of people so if I don't like them, I can get rid of them and bring the ones I want? might not do that. You might tell me to go into the wilderness and say, make straight the way of the Lord. Like John the Baptist. But you always sent people to him because you were faithful. Lord, help us to trust you. You are the answer to every promise. And if there's anyone in this room that has based their relationship on a get out of hell card, pray today they would enter into what is salvation which is they want Jesus we cannot compromise anymore there's too many people going to hell and it is our responsibility to love them and sacrifice for them and to treat them as treasures and to build them up and encourage them and a great cost to us and no cost to them but the greatest cost that was given was Jesus perfect dying for me pray that anyone in this room is wrecked by their sins, doesn't know you, will call upon you now. Jesus, save me. I've compromised. Save me. I don't know what it looks like. I can't clean myself up. I can't get right. But I can follow the one who is right. And your righteousness, your perfection, your perfect life will be stamped onto me. And you will see me as perfect even in my sin because you're sovereign over it. died on the cross, Jesus, and God rose you from the dead on the third day, and I turn and follow you. And Lord, give them courage and get out of their seats and tell us, quit being secretive and quit being embarrassed of God, because if we deny you before man, you'll deny us from the Father. We don't want to deny you anymore. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Change changes, church, and for these precious saints on their faces, God, you have not, you have not abandoned them, and you have heard their cry what they're saying on their knees and what they're saying with their hands on the floor, you have every one of their concerns in your heart. And Lord, I just want to pray for them right now. The, the brokenness of their heart, the cries of their heart, what you want for them and what they're praying for right now, you will answer as we stand up. We have to stand in that gap that Jesus built a bridge. Give us the strength, Lord. No compromise. No turning back.